When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. We are backed by Ladbrooks. Go to bet.chelseapodcast.net for exclusive specials and promotions that we have got you. Well, good Irish side Rod Harris. Ron <laughs> Harris, are you sure? Welcome back to the new season, you know. Is that really Ron Harris? With a Kiwi twang, maybe. With a Kiwi <laughs> captain leader legend, you know me, Ron Harris from the 70s. You are indeed from the 70s, Ron, but... I've got my wig shop on the King's Road, hurricane tested, you know. Oh, that's really very interesting. You know what this means? It must mean that the Chelsea's back. We're here. We're here. Back live. Well... Not when you listen to it, but we were live when we did this. So it's me, Kerry Levy, Ron Harris, and Mr. Seb Fontaine. I, because when I was here for the last podcast of last season, I've not actually left here. I've just been, I've been so excited. I've been here the whole time waiting for this podcast to start again. Well, I'm glad I brought you a summer shirt, though, to change it. Yeah, well, yeah, it was getting bad. It smelled bad in here. It was very bad. Well, you know, I mean, it's probably like uh, headphones. Yeah, or, or microphone sponges, they smell. Okay, well, you, you're a DJ. I mean, yeah. do you not take your own headphones? When I, my- yeah, when I go, when I do my, my thing, yeah. Okay, so... I don't have spare microphone sponges with me, and these do smell. (laughs) They just smell of spittle and unuse for, you know, in in the off-season. They smell of Thibaut Courtois' betrayal. Oh, well, don't don't get me started. Well, I think we've just got you started. Well, I mean, I said at the end of last... You know, I think I said I'd be the first to drive him to the airport. He's been flirting with Madrid like a sassy schoolgirl for way way too long and now he's not turned up at training i think we but the problem is he just devalues i mean the 31 million that i want him to go to madrid i'm good riddance i don't understand why we didn't just say give us kayla navas in in exchange and all of this thing could have gone away a lot a lot earlier but 31 million is not enough for courtois and now he's forced our hand he's not turned up for training we've got to do some kind of backwards deal it's it's the whole costa thing all over again okay but do you not think i mean if we take this back the telescopic vision comes back and out a bit we've known the problems we've had with antonio conte uh with uh courtois uh perhaps even with hazard and willing and everything well in advance that there's been issues with all of them willing made comments on social media by covering Conte's photo up on, on Twitter. No, he didn't. With, but with happy faces. Well, his Sorry, daughter His did. daughter was playing with his phone and she yeah, did right. <laughs> i tell you what, she's talented then because she did that really well. But what my point is, Gary... Oh, sorry, Ron. Just Ron tonight. No Gary. Um, is that the club has known about all these things and yet we have this strange situation where 
Courtois is now dictating terms to us. We had Antonio Conte taking a few days of training. We had Sarri, who'd been lined up supposedly since last season, waiting in the wings. And nothing seems to have moved. Now, people blame the board for these sort of things happening. Do you think that that's a little bit unfair? Or do you actually think Chelsea have moved quite slowly this year? Well, you know, in my day, right, seriously, no. Um, <laughs> I think that the board haven't coloured, you know, haven't showered themselves in any form of glory here. We've known about Courtois for, what, 18 months? And they should have been making moves, you know, they've been trying to get him to extend the contract, but they should have had a cut-off point where they needed to protect the club's interests because I don't, I don't rate him as a goalkeeper. You know, I've had that conversation before. And, you know, people he's know made it very why. clear he wanted to leave. Yeah, but I just think that what they should have done is said, well, look, he's a depreciating asset. For every every month that goes by that he hasn't signed that new contract, he's a depreciating asset. So what they should have done is they should have been ruthless and moved him on. But I, I understand why they've tried to keep him because of what he, he symbolises. But you need to get to a point where you decide what's best for the club. And now it's, what, two, three days before the transfer window closes. He can go at the end of August still, but... Chelsea got three days to find a goalkeeper and they've got to try sorting that out when they've had 18 months to do it. They should have earmarked an up-and-coming goalkeeper that they bought in and played under him so that there was a transition that was in place so that when he left, that goalkeeper was promoted or they should have had someone sorted at the start of summer. Now they're up the proverbial without a paddle, aren't they, where the goalkeepers are concerned. And then Why not Navas? Did, are Madrid trying to keep him? I mean, he's one of, you know, he's not a bad keeper. I, I, I'd, he's not bad, but I think that Chelsea would be getting the arse end of the deal if they swap in with Courtois. Oh, on a straight swap, yeah. But, if, if I, I just think that they should have, maybe in this scenario, you think about, okay, let's just bring a keeper in for the sake of it, and which is what seems to be the, they're throwing a lot at the wall and hoping something sticks at the moment. Would you, so ra- maybe would you rather have Butland than Navas? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, because I voted Brexit. But um, in, in all seriousness, I think he's a better goalkeeper. He's a younger goalkeeper. Um, okay. And I think he would maybe suit Chelsea a bit better, but... I don't know. I've never really rated Navas, but he's playing in front of a. You know what? He's a goalkeeper that sort of proves the point about great teams don't need great goalkeepers. Yeah, okay. Because they've got everything in front of them, and he doesn't have to do much. And, and you know, yeah, you put him at Burnley. So what are the other or options? Everton, what are the other and options? He might not Rob look Green. Good. Yeah, Rob Green. <laughs> um, but I, I, enough said there. There's from Kepper Seb. at um, Bill Bauer, isn't it? Yeah, about. but. But he's got release course of like 90 million. 81 million it is. And, and we're letting Courtois go for 31. Yeah, but well, it's not a case of they're letting him go for that. It's, that's the, well, no, that's we, no we, 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 we are having asset. to let him go yeah, yeah, because, because the, the, the system has been mismanaged yeah. on a player that quite clearly did not want to Basically, stay. We've, we've sort of adopted the Arsenal model where they let the contracts run so low before desperately trying in vain to I keep a we player. Were, we were hopeful that he was ever going to sign another well, contract. And it's interesting, but actually. We, we don't know, though, because it could be that the agent has strung him along to the point where they've... Because, you know, it's, it's a balancing act for the player as well, because he wants to go to Madrid, and they might be getting noises from Madrid that Madrid want them, but then they need to keep their interest at Chelsea, sorry, because what if Madrid fall through and Courtois has been so open about wanting to leave, then he sort of leaves himself in limbo. So is this impending loan deal from Real Madrid, we're about to talk about, is that a sweetener because they're only going to, you know, they know that they've shafted well, us I, a little guess, bit with Courtois? I guess it could be, because Kovacic hasn't been mentioned in any conversation I've seen with Chelsea yeah, about Chelsea transfers until suddenly they want to get Courtois over the line and suddenly Kovacic comes into it. So 
I'm not sure. But again, I, I don't even know how that's a sweetener for Chelsea because, you know, everyone else is entitled to their own opinion. But I'd rather see Ruben off the sheet given that space in the squad. Yeah, or Ross Barkley, or, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, okay, if we say, right, two weeks ago when I texted you, saying I'm fuming, I'm sitting on the sofa, nothing's happening. Sarri's probably still in Napoli and being held ransom. I don't understand how you can sack someone and they still can't sign a contract somewhere else. I find that odd. If you're sacked, you're sacked. Um, it, it, but, uh, and, and actually now, I'm very different. I, I think even after the you know, the community shield. I'm very chilled. I, you know, everyone was going, oh, Chelsea were awful. You know, Guardiola's had that team for over two and a half years. Sarri's had them for two weeks and some of them a couple of days. I'm, I just think, right, this is going to be a bit of a, a, you know, a suck it and see season. We've got, I think, a really good new manager. I really do, actually. And I think Ross Barkley will be like a new signing. We've got, you know, Hudson Adoy looking really good. I, I've got to be honest, I really wish we'd signed a better striker. I think we're really struggling on the strikers. But actually, you know what? I'm looking forward to seeing some nice football. And if I'm honest, I'd like to see some players go. Some of these player power players that have, you know, ruined a season from Rinho, although probably quite within their rights because he's a miserable twat, and, um, and a season for Conte. And I just think now is a time to break this up a little bit, get some new heads in there and the play, player power. And so I know we've got this ridiculous transfer season, that, uh, transfer window that shuts before everyone else's. I'd still like to see a few people go, actually, if I'm honest. OK, that transfer window, isn't this actually a sign of how things are going to be <coughs> after Brexit? in the fact that we're going to be out of step with Europe. Europe can come and buy our players, yeah. and we can't go and buy theirs. Now, where's the trade deal working in that one? It's yeah, how well, obviously it's you don't be. have to sell the players if you don't want to. No, but, but at the same time, you can't... Release some... clauses might suggest that you've got no choice. Yeah, and yeah, also Courtois... Release clauses in the UK market are very rare. Yeah, but I still think... You That's know, more of a but you're, still back to, you're still back to that thing. If a player wants to go... I, I don't believe in holding players against their will. You know, if a, if a Real Madrid or something comes in, you know, and you're holding people against their will, I mean, you're not going to get the best out. Yeah, I, I think, though, that I, I understand the point, but on the wider picture for the transfer windows that British or English clubs are the richest in Europe, you know, to just per capita, you know, even Burnley get more, champ, you know, more, uh, more prize money than, I don't know, like, Celta Vigo or something like that so the power's really with Juventus Bayern Munich uh, Paris Saint-Germain Real Madrid and Barcelona so you've got five clubs that might be touting your players but I think that all you'll get now is just what happened with Liverpool and Coutinho last year that it'll go too late and then they'll just get the deal set up for January when they're ready to sell them that the 9th of August is the cut off point for transfer business in England I think it's a little bit frustrating because it happens two and a half weeks before the rest of Europe but at the same time we have to put up with Jim White yeah, you know, my day is ruined. Yeah, but but also as well, what it does to clubs because the transfer window always happened right at the end of August when the international break was coming in. So then it left this two week window where clubs weren't sure where they were and then they're waiting for the new signing to come in. So it, it's, it's it's good in that sense. But I just think that English clubs have got not all the power, but they've got a lot of power financially where they can't be strong armed into into a deal. Whereas you know, for instance, if Hazard suddenly went after Thursday what goes on strike because he wants to go to Madrid then he's got to wait until January to go because Chelsea aren't going to sell him yeah Chelsea yeah. aren't going to sell him when they can't replace him and they don't have to sell him and to be fair you know you look at someone like Hazard again this is something this isn't all about Courtois bashing but I don't like it and I don't care and I know people have been saying you know 
get real, you know, players are only interested in their wages, their money, they are this, they are that, they're not loyal to your club. You know, other opinions are available, but I would suggest that actually, you know, it's wrong for people to go on strike. They're paid enough money. They, they're getting decent wages. They should buy by contracted. rules. They're they contracted. Are. And, yeah. you know, going on strike in any other business would lead to an awful lot of trouble in their, this kind of situation. If he thinks he's too good to be at Chelsea, he wasn't too good to be t- taking the 150 a week they were paying him, was he? No. And that's the point. It's that, look... Be professional about it. I don't, you know, I don't care if a player wants to leave Chelsea. It's the way they go about it. And it's if you want to leave, okay, then do right by the people that have been paying your salary. I'm not talking about the fans on the terraces or the fans across social media, but the people that work at the club that have set everything up for you to perform. Show, you know, do right by them. Do right by the club. Be professional. Because, like I say, it is just a job. You know, and, but I'm sure that Seb wouldn't just, Renee, going to, festival gig because suddenly another festival offering more money so he's like sorry I'm not going to play for you I'm going to go over there instead and I wouldn't do it because how much are we talking <laughs> <laughs> double the salary how big's the festival <laughs> but, you know, are there I, girls there and in, in our line of work I wouldn't be doing that in my line of work you know and it's just like I agree it is, it is just a job of course it's just a job and the way that money dictates football now even more so in the professional era but if you want to be treated professionally then behave professionally and he's not Okay, so we could look conversely. I mean, personally, I think Courtois is gone uh, one way or another because if he stays, he's going to get a hell of a torrid yeah, time. He's from got the fans. until the end of August to go because obviously, like we said, about that extended window in, in Europe, and he'll be gone by the end of August. I don't think he'll be gone necessarily by Thursday, but Chelsea need to get his replacement. Are you and suggesting, that's, that's what concerns me more. Are you suggesting that Rob Green and Willie Caballero are not up to it? <sighs> Caballero, he had a shocking World Cup as well. Yeah, he did. I mean, literally every time he stands there, I, I, I worry. I mean, I actually, I'm not a huge fan of Community Shield. It comes too early, but every time I see him go for the ball, I, I literally, I'm thinking, well, oh, well, does, anything could happen here. He didn't do too, too bad, but he's just no. a goalkeeper to be dropped in. Now, I don't want to contradict myself when I was talking about Navas. Navas, a superior goalkeeper to Caballero and Rob Green, but Chelsea. They need to get a goalkeeper that's going to be the first choice. Caballero isn't, Green isn't. No. I quite liked our fourth choice keeper, Bulker. He looked all right. Mm-hmm. Is he gone on loan? He's 19. No, no. He's, no he's not. I'm sure? No. no, he's not going on loan. No, he's, oh, okay. he's done all the pre season. I liked him. <clears throat> but I, I just, what, what concerns me more, not about Courtois going on strike and that frustrates me, but what concerns me is how they've allowed it to get to this point three days before the season starts and they knew what was coming. And they didn't have it's a, it's a head. It's in a place. head in the sand thing, and I, you know, and I, I, you know, and it's it was, but it's with so many, so many of our want away players, supposed want away players, Willian, you know, who was supposedly you know desperate for this reunion, reunion with Mourinho, and you got Barcelona coming in for nearly sixty million in the end. I would rather have let him go to Barcelona for sixty million than Man United for eighty million. Mm. I think you know. I just why do we not take that money for a player who wants away? I don't understand. Well, he's come out and said he doesn't want to. Uh, yeah, I think well now he doesn't because it's all gone tits up and the, the fake letter and there's. It, I mean, it's like, it's a massive dog ate my homework. It's it's bollocks. I don't know. I, I think Williams actually for me done the right thing and played it the right way i think he was unhappy without a doubt under content but then he should have come out and said no and now we've got a new manager i'm desperate to come back and he well, did what, what he has said is and we were talking about it earlier and other opinion opinions are available but he said that um oh i hope sari isn't like conte you know and 
I just think that's unprofessional. Don't do that. Oh, just, just come did, back when in. When did he say that? That's a, he said it after the community shield in the mix zone. It's like, why are you saying that? Just come, well, just let's, come back let's to the Let's put that down to a language something. Well, There's it was something. on ESPN Brazil. So, well, yeah, let's put it so you well, can't, he's he's speaking in his mother tongue. But oh, well, yeah. I just think that you've got to say, look, okay, come back in, let the dust settle on this. There's been a little bit, you know, I don't like my boss at work, but. You know, no one cares about You don't about make that. a public statement like just now. Exactly. Where you just said, I don't like my Mind boss Mind you, I work. don't have a boss. I am my own boss. Oh. Is that because you've been bumped up the ladder? Maybe. Is that because you're now, what's your title? Creative director. Good Lord, how very posh. Don Draper sat over here. I've got my own office, though, or a mistress, or a drink problem. Well, you have got... Yet. Two of those three things are instantly possible, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what, the mistress and my own office? And, and the drink problem. <laughs> and you do have a beard. I don't think the office was on the table. I think it's the drink problem and the mistress that's more likely to happen. <laughs> I was doing loads of Charlie with Carriers who were coming in here. <laughs> What are you talking I wasn't about? there, by the way. I wasn't there. <laughs> Me neither. Um, all right, so uh, what about... Uh, uh, what, which of the, uh, you know, the little rumours that are going around? Do we think Zaha might come? Do we need him? Who might go? What are we thinking here? I think we need another attacking player. Yeah. Um, so I was at the game on Sunday, and I, that's one thing I just thought that... I know you mentioned Morata, and he's had a lot of criticism, but what I don't know what you saw on TV, but watching him... He made all the right moves. He was running off the ball really well, but he just got zero service. And for any striker, if it's Diego Costa, Drogba, Morata, Lukaku, name them. The not one thing Morata was not always goals. good at was his movement and his runs. I mean, it's, he does, it, and that was there on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got. I, you know what the thing is? Sunday was an odd game because we've been better than that in in pre season. I mean. Uh, Barkley's been better Hudson Adoy's been better actually it's been quite uh, not a bad pre-season considering we've only had half a team and actually I'm, I'm one thing that worries me I think we've got a transitional period going from a back five to a back four I, I think that's looking a little bit shaky at the moment but it was Man City let's be honest you know but the back four we, we I think we, we well we made the back five our own so well in that title winning season that we are were so good at it I think now you know and we literally thought you can never go go to back five how can you you know how absurd but we did and we did it bloody well and now the back four looks a bit awkward i think i think what was a bigger concern as well is that obviously kante's coming back but the gaps between yeah the midfield There's and no defense linkage. was just incredible which city to their credit and to guardiola's credit they just played on it where they sort of changed their style a bit where rather than passing through Chelsea, they went over Chelsea. Not that they're yeah. playing long balls, but they, you could see, you, you, yeah, but you could see that they were swarming Chelsea in certain areas to win possession so they could turn over real quick. And that's how the first goal happens. I mean, Foden breaks in and that gap between the midfield and defence, if Kante's there, you're not where you like to think you're not getting that gap. Well, what you're finding as well is, you know, I mean, let, let's get everything in perspective. It's been a good preseason for the, most of the second string players. They've, they've shown who can and who can't do a job. There are some real concerns about who can't do a job for me, um, which we can get onto in a minute. But there, there's been some lovely signs. The truth is, against Man City, you played against a team, as you said, that have been together now for two years, know how to play a certain way. They've all been, you know, away on their holidays. They get back together again. They know what they're going to do when they walk out on a pitch. As you say, we've got 11 players who are now having to play a different system. Some of them survived quite well in it. Others just didn't quite work it out. David Luiz, who'd been looked great through pre-season, 
had a poor game because yeah, he he, when he plays that high, he's no good running towards his own goal, chasing balls and chasing attackers. It doesn't work for him. So, you know, I think you mentioned how high we were as well. Mm. You know, from, well, from you the very see start. from the kickoff, just a, I, I hadn't seen the team live in pre-season and watching when they kicked off the first half, every single Chelsea player was either on the halfway line or on the, the centre circle. Do you get the feeling that Sarri has literally just said, although some players should go, he's just it's like, no one goes until I've had a look at them. And because it's so close <coughs> there, I think there's still, we might have some outs. I think, you know. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm, you know. I, I think for I'm sure. I'm quite glad Pedro got signed for another year. You know, he's I, a good I, squad player. But yeah, just, just to go so. back to where this conversation started when you mentioned about Zaha, I do think that, we need another. We need another two attacking players, maybe. We certainly need another good flair player, and we need another striker. Yeah, because... So do we think Zaha's a reality, or is that just paper talk? I think it's a reality, because... But it's the money. That's the issue. The money you'd have to pay to get him. But, and I think if you're going to start spending that sort of money on a player, then look elsewhere. Yeah. And also, not being funny, it's African nations as well, isn't it, this year? Yeah, Ivory so you, Coast, now he's yeah. Ivory Coast. You lose him for best part of two months or whatever mm. it is. So you know, other opinions, other opinions are available. But then if Hazard is still there and goes in January as well, then that causes an issue. If you've got Zaha and then Hazard being you sold you, off, you like think Coutinho's. he could go in January? Not I, I think that maybe that might happen in that Chelsea won't want to lose the money on him yeah, like they're doing with Courtois. Get him down to last year, and it's sort of a case of. We'll sell you when it's convenient for us to sell but, but, you. Madrid haven't actually come out and made a bid for him. I mean, they've not done the... the no, I think know, they've had the negotiation with the club and Chelsea have just said, it, it, our it, price it would, is X. Yeah. yeah, and I do... But also, Madrid are quite good at tapping other players up just by putting it in their, you know, a newspaper, which they seem to control. Yeah. You know, they literally... And then it goes in the newspaper and it, they haven't actually tapped anyone up. It was just in the paper. It's paper talk, but obviously they fed it to the paper. I mean, it, it seems to be what they do and it unsettles players and it's always, always... Ranked, rankled with me what swine Madrid are yeah. anyway we better go to an ad break the Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks and here we are back again so okay um have we been surprised by uh, the lack of players moving out you've mentioned that you think there could be more I think you're right about Sarri having a good look but I was speaking to you. Um, there's been a few names sort of disappearing, like Jeremy Boger. Were you surprised to see him go? No. Why? <laughs> Could you pretend year... not to be a little bit more? Well, a little bit. <laughs> but a year or so ago, everyone was tipping him for, or two years ago, was tipping him that yeah, he could make... I know, but he's been tipped, but he's done nothing. Okay. Usonda's been tipped since I was in puberty that he would do something and he's done nothing. Who's so I think that? Musonda. Oh, yeah. I think Musonda will be, you know, going soon. And, yeah, there's a lot of players that have, you know, come through on the periphery, but not whether it's Chelsea's fault or theirs or the loan system, who knows. But they haven't done enough. Like, people are saying, oh, yeah, give Musonda the chance. He should really come into Chelsea and do something. Well, whenever I've seen him play for Chelsea, I haven't seen him do much. And he goes up to Scotland and can't even get in a Celtic side. Yeah. So, come on. What are you trying to say? Celtic are not very good especially Rangers with their new manager. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Derby, of course. But, you know, it, it is interesting how we do have this fabulous youth policy and yet we do have a fabulous amount of failures within yeah, but, it. I mean, you were talking about younger players when you were at Chelsea. Yeah, but... 
if you want to what, talk about oh, okay what jeffrey Bremer and van arnhold yeah okay yeah so what would happen with these guys for seb's benefit is they got promoted to the first team squad and you'd have john terry lampard drogba ashley cole check mm. all these leaders of the squad would be out you know doing extra training after training so much so that they'd have to have the conditioning coaches come out and take them off and say, look, you need to stop because you need to get your rest and yeah. you can't be putting this much strain on your body, etc. And two hours before, Brumer and Van Arnholt and his other kids were all off. They were going, you know, they were, they were doing the two hours training, getting showered in the car, going home for the day. Yeah. And it's like, that's the way you want to prove yourself, you know. And <coughs> you look at John Terry, one thing Zola says about him and Dennis Wise is that he would be asking them, can we go out and do more training, please? Franco, I want someone to be running at me just so I can position, you know, learn how to position my body yeah, against a skillful player. Can you do this? And and they loved it. And you know, you'd be getting Drogba would be dragging Czech out. Like I, I want to do some free kick practice. You know, William a couple of years ago suddenly became this free kick artist. Why? Because he was drilling himself on the training and, and ground. I do think that's a little bit why I want to see some faces go. It does feel that the team needs a bit of invigoration. It needs some fresh faces, some fresh competition. And I think some of the, you know, the squad players, and whether young or old, I think that both of the, the, some of the senior players, I think it's time to break that little squad up a little see, bit. And d- just do. to go on to the point about, I, I don't know what Musonda does after training. I'm not there anymore. I don't see it. I don't know what. Boga was doing when he was at Birmingham when he's been at Chelsea but you just look at and you think that yeah the club's got a role to play in the progress of those players but so have those players you know when Pat was in here you know Pat Nevin what a year ago 18 months ago and he was talking about a young left back at Chelsea that was you know he would drag him out and train with him and then they'd train together and he got better and that left back was Graham Lasso. you know and you just look and you think there's a reason why certain players make it now I'm not suggesting these players aren't working hard enough but I think that they've got to look themselves in the mirror a little bit, look, in the, look themselves in the eye and think, why am I not progressing the way that I should? And attitude's a big part of it. Look at Lampard, you know, coming through at West Ham. When Chelsea signed him for 11 million, it, oh, it's a waste of money, he's not this player. What he, he worked so hard, so hard on his game that he became the best goal-scoring midfielder this country's ever seen. And that didn't happen by accident. And I just look at these other players and I think, are you really doing it? Are you really trying that hard? I don't know. It's, just, it's the sceptic in me, but I just think that we can level the club with a, you know, a certain amount of responsibility for it. But what are these players doing? Do you think it's a case of actually young players thinking they've made it when actually they really haven't? That just because you've got the car, you've got the money, you've got the, the nice lifestyle. Funny enough, as I was coming in today, I was listening to Talk Sport. Carl Walker was, he was talking all about that. He says so many times the kids get into the first team squad for City and, and, and he's basically saying and he'd give him a little bit of advice and one of these little kids would go oh, shut up what do you know and literally because they're now now they're in they've made it they're in the first team squad yep. and he literally and he was talking about uh, who was the young City player on first uh, Foden he was talking about him and how nice he was and how he wanted to learn and that's why I think he's got a good future and he just spoke literally half an hour ago about exactly what you've just said but then you know, do you remember Michael Woods it was part of the Chelsea were meant to sign three players from Leeds when Bates owned Leeds and they signed two of them Tom Tywo and Michael Woods not many people know the third one was Danny Rose who said he didn't want to go to Chelsea from Leeds Michael Woods used to drop 18 years old played one game against Huddersfield was it in the FA Cup used to drive around a Bentley Sport yeah (laughs) I was like okay look I'm not if you've got the money to do it all fair play mate you know but you're 18 years old. 
your priority shouldn't be a Bentley Sport. Your priority should be extra training, sustaining that Bentley Sport in ten years' time, getting it there, you know, and, and working, yeah, working really hard. And I just think, you know, you look at so many players, and you just think that where, where the attitude isn't right. I mean, know? one thing I, I mean, we talk about the transfer window. I mean, one thing, I, we just seem to be linked with about 40,000 midfielders, you know, of which we've got quite a few anyway. And I was just thinking, you know, where's this striker that we're meant to be linked with and, and the keeper, obviously, because everyone else knew Courtois was going to oh, sod off. Can, can we just say that actually the funniest transfer rumour of the whole summer for me was the day that they announced that Petr Cech was coming back to replace Courtois. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought, who, what journalist goes... <clears throat> This was a good story, and I'm really sure this is going to happen. You know, can't see it myself, but uh, but yeah, you you talk about players that should go. Who do you, who would you get rid of? Listen, listen. Okay, I I, I value everyone's service to the club. I'm certainly no one that's going to stand in the stands and boo anyone. I just think the squad needs to be broken up. I'm not picking on anyone in particular other than Courtois. I'm not picking on anyone. I just feel there's a group of players that might have lost their motivation. They've been together a long time. They've downed tools twice for two different managers. A a lot of them, anyway. And I just think it's time. Fresh blood, fresh faces. Some people need to go. There needs to be... There's probably a, 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 a nucleus of power there that could potentially be broken up and I just think for the health of the squad new manager fresh start I'm personally I'm happy not to have any silverware for a year or two and see some amazing football and seeing everyone busting their balls on that pitch and that's what I want to see and I don't care if we don't win anything but it's not a glory hunter thing I just want to see some great football and I want to see players who look who are fighting for their position and who want to be there who would you like to see go, Kerry? Um, oh, you're sorry. I did avoid. <laughs> yeah, I did, did avoid. I completely. Yeah. Who would you like? You Kerry? sounded very Jeremy Corbyn there. Who? Seb. Seb. The way he dodged a question. <laughs> yeah, he did, didn't he? Here's a load Typical of stuff. Typical Labour. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Over to you, Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've, I haven't really got any feelings about any of them other than Courtois. You know, I, I think once you do what he's done. <clears throat> the sooner he leaves, the better for everyone because it it causes a problem. I would have think in the camp, you know. But once someone's gone, they're gone. Um, whatever the club chooses to do is fine by me. You know, most of those players can stay, and I think they'll be good squad members. Um, I'll be interested to see what happens with Gary Cahill. You know, for me, I still think he's been fantastic at Chelsea. I think he gets given up. I'd rather time. have Cahill. I'd rather have Cahill than Luis. Actually, uh, if anyone's going to be the senior defender that maybe gets a few less games. You know, but still, what he brings to the table is on the on the you know the training field. Is there? I'd rather have kept Cahill. Actually, yeah, I don't think Cahill will get many games this season. No, but um, and I think that's probably justified in where he is in his career yeah. right now. But I think what's important about someone like Cahill is that he's a link from one generation to the next in the dressing room. And yeah, you need, I think so. That's you need think. players at clubs to continue that ethos. And Yeah, I agree. That's what I mean. I wouldn't get rid of him. But, just but that's why I think morons he... don't understand that. Because but, when you're playing FIFA, you don't need an ethos. You need a bit of coding. And But Cahill, as a person, and what he does in that dressing room, yeah, he isn't your you know, heart on the sleeve, captain in the way that JT was. But then JT wasn't the same captain as what Desai was. And Desai wasn't the same captain as Dennis Wise. You get different personalities and different players, but they represent something different. You know, but, uh, but what they do, the one thread that, you know, combines them all is they keep that ethos of the club going. And when you're a club like Chelsea, that you've got this big transition ongoing, it's been ongoing for way too long, you want to keep 
something about the heart and soul of that club and players like Cahill are vital to that. Now, I'm not saying he's got to play every week. You know, he might not play at all, but there's a reason why people have a team captain and a club captain. Yeah. And they're two very different things. Yeah, I, th- I think that's interesting. So, yeah, for me, there's no one I'd, I'd particularly get rid of. You know, they're... But do you people, think do you think the, the club would benefit from losing a few players and get some new faces in or not? Is, is that, I, I think we need new faces in, yeah. but I think we probably need to keep most of the faces we've already got. Yeah, I mean the the question marks will be this season over people like Cesc Fabregas. Yeah. You know, it's been interesting that he's played him and Jorginho in every game together in pre season. They look fantastic. I don't think up he's until, had no choice. No, maybe not. There's a, well, there's other things he could have looked at, but he, I think he was doing it deliberately to see Del- what Fabregas has got in him. And actually, it all proved everything abundantly clear against Man City in the fact that he gets pressurised in midfield and gets swamped. He's out of the game. And he will be great for certain games, as Gary and I were talking about, you know, yeah. but I don't think in I mean, certain he, big games he's not the right man. That's been the case for a couple of years, you know. In really the right so. game, he can unlock def- he can unlock defences. His passing is probably second to none on that team. I mean, he's great, but I think Jorginho def- looks really good. Yeah, the thing just on yeah, he didn't look really good against City, but nobody no, did. Nobody did, no. but you're talking about the Premiership champ- the best <laughs> Premiership champions yeah. in the history of the Premiership. And, and a team that's not added or taken away. I mean, it's the same team just a month later and, and, and playing for a manager, an inspirational manager who's had that squad more or less for two and a half years or whatever it is. Other opinions are available, but just on Fabregas, um, I think that what I don't like, I, I like him as a player, what I don't like about what he brings to the team at times, he impacts so many other players' games. And on Sunday, Ross Barkley was criticised for not being as effective in the final third as what people thought he might be because he had to be so more disciplined than he would because he was looking over his shoulder the whole time because Chelsea were getting overrun in midfield. So he was getting dragged into those spaces which really damaged Chelsea. He's there to make Chelsea a better attacking force but because of the way City swamped him, especially Guardiola who knows how to play Fabregas, he had him at the club, you know, at Barcelona that it really damaged the way Chelsea were able to play as an attacking force. I think Barkley's going to be in like a new signing this season as well. You know, I mean, we got him halfway through the season, still with an injury. We saw a little bit of him last season, but I think he's going to be... He's looked great in... in, in uh, He's going to be pre-season. the creative spark in terms of what we're able to achieve in the final third from that three-man midfield. Jorginho and Kante will set it up and then... Barkley will be that link man I think he's going to have a part to play I really do the, the other person who has really impressed me in pre-season is Ethan Ampadu um, he just mm. he just doesn't look like a 17 year old kid I know everyone's going on about Hudson Adoy and you know he does this he sat Hector Bellerin on his ass, which he did looked fantastic we saw what he was like uh, against Man City you know he's a 17 year old kid the occasion may well have got to him a bit he didn't go on the outside like he had with everyone else Kyle Walker took care of him but he's obviously got huge talent huge promise and he'll be fine but the person who slipped completely under the radar for me is Ampadu he has been fantastic in pre-season and he just looks as though he's got all the wit about him to become a very very good player what do mm. we think about him? I think great I, th- I think he's really great. I, I think him and uh, Hudson Odoi are looking funny enough. I don't know why. I'm almost saying that they've probably got more chance of getting more game time than Loftus Cheek, and I don't know why. 
I just think maybe Sarri doesn't fancy lots of cheek or whether he, I don't know, maybe he's not fitting in with Sarri balls. Well, he's in a congested area of the... Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, I know lots of people moan about lots of cheek, but it, it might be that thing where it's, it's good for him to be playing every single match, which he won't do at Chelsea. I'd like to see Loftus-Cheek play and maybe move Barkley further forward because you need that attacking player. So who do you play instead? Who does well, Loftus-Cheek play instead of? Just was saying, you move Barkley up into the, the front three. So who comes you out? you have Loftus-Cheek filling in for Barkley. And who and then, comes out So you have Hazard, Morata and Barkley. I don't think Pedro's going to be starting everywhere. I don't think William is. I, don't, I, don't, I, I have a feeling William's going to go. And I just hope it's not Man United. No, he's not going to go. D- this is the only so. thing, I regardless, I regardless of the talent of Can players. Can I just say you said that about Conte, both of you do? Yeah, <laughs> but I was right. The- he was here this season. What my view on Conte was is that I thought, and the way, knowing the way Chelsea are working, which we're seeing right now, is that I thought it would become a marriage of convenience where they're like, we don't want to budge on not giving... Yeah. I don't want to leave because I, I want to get my money. And we don't want to give you that money, so we'll just keep you in situ. And, it, but he's actually going and it very nearly suing happened. Suing and the defamation of, you know, and ruining his... Well, anyway. Yeah, well, let's just see where that goes. But the, the other thing I'd say about when we're saying they've got more chance than Loftus-Cheek, Ampadu, and, um, and Hudson-Odoi, it's kind of reminiscent of two years ago when Conte took over and most of the squad wasn't there. And he had, I think he had Victor Moses was one of them and a, a few other uh, the kids. And suddenly he saw something in Chaloba. Victor Moses and Chaloba. Yeah. And he saw something in Moses and didn't see something in Chaloba. And it's interesting. It helped Moses. Yeah, I mean, and this I, year... Who, who thought Am- Moses was going to be yeah, what he And became. this year, Ampadu and Hudson-Odoi have been there from day one of Sarri. And they're getting a look in because he's seeing them all the time. You know, it was telling that comment. Then they said, what about Loftus-Cheek? He said, I've only seen him train twice. Mm. You know, See, what I was going to say about Hudson-Odoi, especially, is that he might see more football than Loftus-Cheek because... Chelsea can't afford to allow William to go right now. Not not because I'm not saying that he's unsellable and that he's you know oh he isn't integral to this team, but he's integral to the squad because if you lose William, suddenly you're left with this threadbare attack, and Chelsea just don't have the players in that area. So regardless of what anyone thinks, they've got to persevere with William. They've got to persevere with Pedro. Hazard it's not really personal they're, go. they're good players I, you know I, no I, what I, I mean I though, just yeah. in terms of the numbers yeah okay and you know regardless of separate debate on ability wise I rate them all but yeah you know, not, I mean, not uh, in the William same had way. a fantastic World Cup yeah I thought some of those Brazil games I thought he was the best player on the yeah, pitch and I, I just look and I think well if you let William go who, who are you going to replace him with two days before the window closes and Hudson-Odoi I completely believe in his potential and his ability to go on and achieve something but Give the guy some time. He's 17 years yeah. old. This time last year, he was getting his GCSE results. You know, it's like... How were they? <laughs> well, other opinions are available, but they were crap. <laughs> I don't really know that. But, you know, the, the point is that you can't go into a season and say, you know, this 17-year-old, we're going to base our season on him. No. Because the Man City game, it, it was probably a game too far for him in pre-season where he'd had a positive pre-season yeah, and, you know, he'd run a few Wembley, players ragged. Yeah, champions. And, and he, he came up against a player who, Kyle Walker, he would have probably done to Kyle Walker what he did to Bellerin four years ago. But Walker's a, a wiser head now. You know, he's more comfortable in where he's playing. And you saw an inexperienced player against an ex- experience. And it wasn't about ability. It was about know-how. And it's also about and, mentality. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and that, but I'm that sure come, Carl Walker but, said, you ain't going to do me but, like but, better. But that all comes into it, though, the know-how of, you yeah. know, Walker I'm, knowing he's the senior player here. And, you know, what is he? He's like 10 years older than Hudson Adore, you know? And I was looking, I think the guy is, go, is going places, but he's not starting. Don't put pressure on him. Think, yeah, he should be starting matches every week because it isn't a computer game. It's real life. And you saw real life on Sunday. I, I, I remember getting quite excited thinking that Higuain, Higuain was going to come. And really? Then, and then, yeah, oh. I was because he's just been that player. For, and then I read something. It was a really good article. And I think it might have been on Bleacher, actually. Probably wasn't. No. But, and it wasn't was, it, it, but it was saying that Maratta is, is just a better choice for the future. His movement, you know, Higuain is definitely on the way down. And, and I just, and, and it actually made me think, I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up with these big names and think, who's yeah. coming, you know, and I think it's quite easy. And I, me, you know, I was thinking, yeah, you know, it's a proven goal scorer. He, he, you know, he's always in the right place at the right time, which is kind of what we need a little bit. I mean, even Giroud wasn't slotting them for a very good France in there, you know, and, and I just thought, and then I, it, I just, I just want Morata to come good. I really I want think to if see he gets the early, service, yeah. if he gets service, which the system that Chelsea are playing, he, that should come with Eventually time that as these players get more familiar with it and understand and that was the other thing about City just watching it because I was in the uh, second tier at Wembley so I was pretty high up and you could see the patterns of play better that um, you could just see that the City players were more familiar with where they needed to be Yeah, and Which the Chelsea players weren't quite there where sometimes they were bunching a little bit too much do you think everyone's writing us off as a top not being in the top four and everyone's saying it's fifth or sixth with Arsenal do you think that's fair? I think that's fair I do. Um, and, but the thing is, is that I think it's fair, but I don't think it's a bad thing. No, no but that's look, what I've said to you. I, it's, let, it's not, let's not write off. some nice football and some... I, I think that's a step. And listen, we've had two very negative seasons with a good season in between. I just want a little bit of stability, some nice football, you know, and some, I want to see some of the youth coming through, you know, and it, I, I'm happy not having any silverware. You know, it's, it's a cliche of less is more for the time being for Chelsea because let's forget about what everyone else is doing. Let's not worry about, yeah. oh, they're finishing second and we're finishing fifth again. It's not about that. What it's about is putting something in place that allows that pathway for hudson Adoy and Ampadu to gradually become first-team players, regular first-team players. But also, it's about laying the foundations because we've had this six-year window from 2012 to now where it's been this patchwork quilt of a team where we're not sure where we're going. They, they change where, you know, Di Matteo gets sacked, then Benitez comes in, then Jose comes in, then there's Hiddink, then there's Conte, now there's Sarri. It's like, well, this doesn't really combine to... And they're all longer, different styles yeah, exactly, as well. a longer-term yeah. strategy. Whereas 2012 was the end game for that team that they sort of played themselves over the line a little bit too far with Drogba, Terry and the rest of it. And we've had this weird black hole for six years where there's been peaks and troughs of success where we look like we're doing something and they sort of backtrack on it and then they want to go in a different direction. What they need now, patience. Give Sari some time. And allow he, he, him took, to he took two it. years to get Napoli to be title challengers. Yeah. And it, it took Guardiola a year to get a team that had been based, basically set up for him for two years before yeah. that when Pellegrini was just a custodian of the role and they set it up perfectly for him to come in and slot in seamlessly and it still took him a year yeah. to get that yeah. team to function in the way that he wants and now they're an awesome side and you know, credit to him but Chelsea just need patience because why, why sack Conte at all then if you're just going to get rid of Sarri real quick because he's yeah. not getting it instantly well I think hopefully we're going to get a bit of stability so what I'm going to do just before we talk quickly about the first game of the season is I'm going to throw some names at you and you're going to tell me if they're going to be a success or a failure at Chelsea this year Marcus Alonso Oof. Oof. Well, now now we're not playing with win backs. 
it's hard to know because he's a, he was such a good player last season. I, I praise his success because he deserves it. He works hard. What was the question? So I was reading success a text message. or failure, Marcus Alonso this season? Failure. Okay. Not because I don't like him. Because the but system doesn't suit him. Yes. Yeah. He's a, he'll be a victim of circumstance, the I, same as Victor I th- Moses. I fear you may be right on that. Okay. Same as Moses. Victor Moses, success or failure? Failure. failure. Okay. Uh, Timu Bakayoko. What was Sorry, that? did someone say that? <laughs> he needs to go, you say. He, he has he actually not he looked very go. impressive in pre-season. Um, what I do you think? slagging off players. No, I'm not slagging I, off. I think I'm his just... fortune is probably best found somewhere else. I think he needs a new headspace and a new thing, and he's probably... I, I, don't, I can't see him working. Okay, Jorginho. Success. You didn't answer about Bakayoko. Bakayoko, I'm trying to think about it because... Can he be that player? I want him to be. I want him to be. Yeah, I want him to be. But I don't know whether my thinking is because I'm biased. But looking at it now, you're probably going to say failure. Okay. But I okay. don't know. I think that's fair. I don't... I okay. can't... I Jorginho. Can't, I don't think you can say... Success. 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 I mean, okay. he's, well, he's made for the role. And finally, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Success. At Palace. <laughs> I, you know what? You took the words out of my mouth. I think success at Palace. I have a feel he might be a little bit of a, you know, we'll we'll loan you him if you sell a Zaha a bit cheaper. Oh, I really hope we see Ruben. For I'd this like year. Ruben to, you know, not to blow smoke up my own ass, but I've been talking about him for five years, and I just want the kid to. I mean, your reputation is in tatters anyway. Yeah, and I now Ruben's is... not delivering. No, oh, I just want to see him do it because everyone knows yeah. he can do it. He's and so nearly the player, yeah, isn't he? Exactly. He's there. He just feels like he's on the cusp of achieving something and he just needs someone to put the faith in him and say, Go on, boy, go and do it. We're gonna you know what, we're not gonna play you as someone a who's 10. not Roy Hodgson, you mean? Yeah, but, but Roy did it with him though. Yeah, That's no, the thing, he's but, brilliant. And, but, but, okay. but I mean someone at Chelsea. But when someone, at Chelsea but when to, someone okay, but that does show you what a loan can do for someone. He he got into the England team. I mean yeah, a yeah. good loan and a good period, because he's probably not gonna get week in, week out football at Chelsea. That did him the, the that did him the world of good. I think it's probably time for him to come back now. Yeah. And, and play See, regular what, what, football. The only thing that just disappoints me is that at Chelsea, you've never seen him in the position he's meant to be in. Yeah. And the way Sarri's setting Chelsea up, it's like, it sort of suits him. Yeah. Because he, so, he needs to be that marauding player that is back and forth that you need in that three-man midfield. Because he's a big unit, midfield. but he's got good feet. You need it in that three-man midfield, yeah. and he can be that player. And you know, yeah. he, he played as a... you know This this is how long I've been talking about Loftus-Cheek for, that... In October, with three years that we lost to Southampton under Jose, going into the October international break, and I said to Jose then, is it about time that you gave him a chance? And he said, yes, yes. After the international break, we play Villa, Ruben plays. And he played for 45 minutes as a number 10 and got hooked. And we didn't see him for another yeah. two months when we drew nil-nil with Spurs and he came on as a 90th minute sub. And it's like, give the kid a chance in his position. And then he played him as a number 10 and he didn't play him as a 10. And then in his very first game under um, Conte, when it was at Rapid Vienna, I was at that game and Moses sort of like, you know, laid a, laid a marker down so I can play in his side. He played him as a makeshift striker off Costa. And that's what he always did. And he hasn't had that chance at Chelsea. Can to I beat throw number in eight. a bonus question? Okay. Do we think Mourinho will still be manager of Man United at the end of this season? <laughs> I think he will be. I think he will be. See, I don't. 
Okay, well, I, I hope I, you're I, right. I think, I think there's a little implode. Oh, I just you, can't wait to see the blue touch paper go. All, all it's it's can, happening. It's it's already started. I think I think that's going to go to it, its it's, it is looking like three years ago at Chelsea. Same I, pre-season, I, same I, complaints. I, th- I think there's a tits-up scenario oh, going Oh, please. Let, I want it to be so hideous <laughs> and so ugly. This will end up Why like, are you what? so bitter towards Jose? Because he's a I'm miserable... I'm not bitter towards Jose, but I do know that if he goes and implodes me. <laughs> You're such a hypocrite. <laughs> oh, Just know that if he loses it, it's going to be spectacular there. It really will. So, you know, he just wants some entertainment with me football. Anyway, moving on to the final point is we've got Huddersfield as our first game away this weekend. Is that a nice start? Or is that a tough start now that we've got a different system? Nice start. Nice start? Yeah, it's, it, it is a nice start. It will still be a tough game, but it's it's a nice start. I mean, it's crazy that we're only just getting some of our players back a couple of days yeah. ago. But I, so how, although they're back now, will they play? Who knows? I don't think Hazard and a few others will play this weekend, but play, playing Huddersfield this weekend, it's first weekend of the season they're going to have a lot of running to do Huddersfield because the way Chelsea are going to play. And I think that they're not going to be quite match shit sharp. That's a family show. I was going to say sharp stroke fit and it came out. (laughs) Yeah, we know how it came out. Other opinions are available. (laughs) Other words are available. Uh, So yeah, anyway, we kind of get where you're going with that. So um, should we go to prediction time? It is going to be a tough old start, you know, Huddersfield away. Okay, 3-1 to us. Yeah, of course. Okay. Gary? Oh, in your own um, time. If I stole in your 3 1. 3 0. Yes, I was stumped and I was thinking, what would Andy do? And he'd go, oh, who cares, Kerry? 3 1. 3 0 to Chelsea. Okay, I'm going to go for 2 0 Chelsea. There we go. You weren't sure there, because we no. don't know who's in goal. No, we <laughs> don't. It's going to be Caballero, isn't it? We're not going to. Well, oh, yeah, 2 1. 3 2. We're not going to put a new keeper in. No. It, Oh, we'll probably get, him on, probably get him on like Thursday night yeah, at midnight, he, won't he's we? He's fun to watch, but he is a worry. He's fun when he's playing for Argentina <laughs> or Man City or Malaga. Yeah. I used to watch him at Malaga and hell, he was fun there. But he, he would come out to the halfway line at times. Yeah, he was like Brotter, wasn't he? he was yeah. A bit of a lunatic. Yeah, he is. But, you know. Oh, well. Oh. Let's see what happens at the weekend. Anyway, it's been lovely to be back. Thank you, Seb. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. It was my pleasure, you know. And what's your prediction for the Huddersfield game, Ron? Huddersfield nil, Chelsea one. Oh, that's uh, that's quite Done interesting. Done in a 70s style you know? as well. Done in- Long ball, you know. <laughs> Get it forward. Squeeze. <laughs> and oh, bro, what about me? Uh, oh, just no. got into the we end of the podcast. Yeah, hey. I'm afraid we have been inundated got with some buffoons dots. from the 70s and supposedly New Zealand. We're going to have to leave just now. into... Heathrow Airport, bro. Okay, well, just make sure they do not let you in next time. Anyway, it's been lovely to have you both and all your selection of strange fellows there, Gary. And we'll see you next week where hopefully Phil and Andy will be back. Oh, yes. I'll be boring. Yeah, well, you know, thank God we've livened it up this week, eh? I'll be away, so... Yeah, but I'm sure you'll listen to it. No. Okay, moving on. That's it. Everyone, lovely to be back keep the blue flag flying high and let's get our first three points of the season this is a playback media production get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net the chels is backed for the season by ladbrooks Sports.
Social Podcast Network.